It is Ryan here, and I have a question for you. What do you do when you win? Like, are you a fist pumper? A woohooer, a hand clapper, a high fiver. I kind of like the high five, but if you want to hone in on those winning moves, check out Chumba Casino. At chumbacasino.com, choose from hundreds of social casino style games for your chance to redeem serious cash prizes. There are new game releases weekly, plus free daily bonuses. So don't wait. Start having the most fun ever at chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. DTW, void, we're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus. Lucky Land Casino asking people what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kids' PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Voidware prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Everybody and welcome to another episode of If You Don't Like That. Once again, we are brought to you by the good folks at New Works Plumbing, locally owned for over 20 years. New Works has a fix for you. Plumbing needs, plumbing repairs, no problem. New Works will be there for you with their 24-7 service. Just go to newworksplumbing.com, N-E-W-W-R-X-Plumbing.com for all of your plumbing needs and repairs. That's New Works Plumbing. They've got a fix for you. The Women's World Cup is underway. And there has been a lot of discussion about the place in history for this team based on previous World Cups, based on Megan Rapino, who is going to retire after this World Cup, and whether or not you are pulling for this team representing America to go the distance and win the World Cup. Let me first of all tell you, I am not one of them. I am not rooting for them to win the World Cup, but I am not rooting for them to lose either. I think it's important to point out that I'm not a big soccer fan and I don't really watch a lot of soccer. So there is that. But I am a believer that when you represent a country In this case, the United States of America, you do so with certain requirements and requirements meaning rules that all players should abide by. And I get down to common sense. All right. You're representing a country. You're not representing just the good of the country. You're representing all things affiliated with the country. Okay. You are wearing the American flag on your uniform, you are representing a country. This is not a time for you to make political and social statements. You know my take on this. I am against political and social messaging in sports. I hate it. I detest it. I think it is wrong. I have said that for years and years and years. I am not a fan of it, okay? I have not turned off the National Football League, even though I hate what I see on the field and on the back of helmets. I still watch the games. Why? 
because I absolutely love football and I have been watching the National Football League since I was three years old. As much as I have a disdain for where the NFL is as it relates to their political and social statements, it's not enough to make me turn off the TV and not go to games. However, my love of the NFL would clearly have an effect as it relates to my opinion on that, whereas a sport that I'm not as much into, such as soccer, it's easy for me to make the decision. It's easy for me to not watch ESPN because of their wokeness, their double standards, their hypocrisy, and their absurdity, okay? I don't watch ESPN unless it is a live event. So again, I have made decisions as a consumer on what I am going to watch, what I am not going to watch, what product I'm going to buy, and products that I am not going to buy. There are certain companies that I refuse to do business with. That is my choice, okay? I make that choice based on how I feel. I would hope that my choice is based on education. I think most of the time it is. Some of the times I'm swayed by what I read and what I see on television without really knowing what is the truth. After all, I think we are being force-fed many things in this country in this day and age. I think journalism has gone out the window quite frankly, I think a lot of us feel that it's difficult to understand what is being jammed down our throats as fact or fiction. I don't know, okay? I I really don't know. I mean, I, I try to use common sense in all of this. That's my barometer for being swayed one way or another. I have what I think are the facts in front of me. I try to educate myself, and then I make my decision But it's basically common sense. And to me, the U.S. women's national team has gone way overboard with their political and social messaging. I, for one, have been turned off. I'm going to read you a couple of different articles on both sides of the fence as it relates to Megan Rapinoe and the United States women's soccer team. Okay, again, I'm not rooting for them to lose, but I am not rooting for for them to win. I'm going to start off by reading a story that was dated July 7th, 2022 by Phil Mushnick of the New York Post. And it begins with a quote from Ben Franklin. Though many can forgive injuries, none ever forgave contempt. He writes, I used to be naive enough to believe that most important leaders in the country were surrounded by the best and brightest to serve them, and by hopeful extension, us. Mushnick goes on and writes, but if they can't get simple, right from wrong matters correct, dot, dot, dot. In 1990, the first President Bush appointed Arnold Schwarzenegger, whose fame and fortune were predicated on steroids, to win international bodybuilding glory chairman of the President's Council on Physical Fitness and Sports. This was an absurd choice, anti-ethical to both physical fitness and sports. Surely there would be an outcry, widespread ridicule to reverse this misguided decision. But nothing. Everyone loved Arnold, scripted hero of adventure movies. 
yesterday, the Biden White House, which has blindly supported X-Men unfairly competing in sports as women as champions of gender equality, an odd explanation for conspicuous, undeniable inequality, pulled another rock as it ignored what was impossible to miss in order to try to score more pandering political points. President Biden awarded soccer star and gay and female rights activist Megan Rapino repulsive in her obnoxious, self-smitten, classless conduct through the 2019 Women's World Cup in France that thoroughly open-minded Americans were moved to root against our team. The Presidential Medal of Freeman or Freedom, the nation's highest civilian honor. The medal represents exemplary contributions to the prosperity, values, or security of the United States, world peace, or other significant societal, public, or private endeavors. Yet Rapino, during and after that World Cup, established herself as exemplary of unmitigated selfishness and classlessness, starting with her knee-takings during the U.S. anthem, eagerly demonstrating on an international stage her contempt for her country beneath her citizenship. In a senseless 13-0 humiliation of Thailand, Rupino made sure to stand out as the biggest bully. Her easy goal to make it 9-0 was followed by her abandonment of assisting teammates in order to run the length of the field in nauseating self... I can't even pronounce the word that he uses, but it's an adjective to basically describe being conceited. He, re- he goes on and writes, hey, without that goal... It would have been only 8 nothing. Lots of time left for more. On Fox, host Rob Stone, ostensibly assigned to wave the American flag, grew disgusted by Rupino's conduct and the U.S. team's senseless bully girl brutality. After all, the easiest thing to accomplish in a lopsided game is not to score, kill the clock, protect your dignity, spare your thoroughly vanquished opponents further humiliation, show them in the world your graceful side. But as Fox analyst Alexi Lala spoke, hollow rationalizations, quote, what did you want them to do, end quote, as if he didn't know, Stone said, but 13 nothing. I understand your point, but this game was done. It became humiliating. It just became an exercise in target practice. And Smitten, by her own indefensible devices, Rapino, the captain of the U.S. team that did dirt to the game and country, even mocking later opponents and their fans after scoring, became the well-deserved villain of the World Cup. Even here. Yet, en route to the Presidential Medal of Freeman, Rapino wasn't done. In her New York City Hall speech, following the parade to salute the world champs, Rapino was unable to address a crowd packed with kids without shouting, without shouting, mother effer. Pure class. No one on Biden's nominating staff was aware of any of this. No one did 10 minutes of research or were they all good with it, approved it. Thus, according to the White House, steroids reliant Arnold Schwarzenegger was the national symbol of physical fitness and swimmer Leah Thomas, the former William Thomas, fairly competes against biological women. Yet Rapino Thursday was awarded America's highest civilian honor by Biden for exemplary contributions to the prosperity, values, or security of the United States. 
world peace, or other significant societal, public, or private endeavors. She met all the qualifications. Again, that is just one story as it relates to the United States women's national team. I'm going to read one other that falls in line with Phil Mushnick, and then I'm going to go to the other side of the fence. This story is from OutKick. The story is dated just a few days ago, July 23rd, by Amber Harding. She writes, There are a lot of ways to describe Megan Rupino. She's a decorated athlete, an Olympic gold medalist, and a FIFA World Cup champion. She's an advocate for LGBTQ plus organizations, a supporter of transgender athletes and women's sports, and a far-left political activist. But the all-American hero? That's pushing it. Rapino announced her retirement earlier this month. And ahead of her final appearance in the FIFA Women's World Cup, Nike posted an animated tribute to the 38-year-old soccer store, calling her just that. In a 1980s-themed commercial where Rupino is shown as a comic book superhero, she saves kids from speeding cars, dribbles past monster robots, and plays a guitar on the beach for her fiancé, former WNBA player Sue Bird. Then on the story, they actually show the commercial. Amber writes, credit where it's due. The animation here is cool. The 80s arcade theme is nostalgic, and it stands out from anything Nike has produced in recent years. But the message is contradictory. Can Nike really call Rapino an all-American hero when she is so vocally anti-America? For some context, let's take a quick trip back in time. When the Dream Team won the gold medal, At the 92 Olympics, players draped American flags over their shoulders. Sure, they all have their own political opinions, and they're free to express them. But when it was time to represent their country on a world stage, they showed pride and patriotism. Now, Nike's idea of patriotism has shifted dramatically. In 2019, their sportswear giant withdrew an Independence Day-themed shoe featuring the Betsy Ross flag. That's because Nike's golden boy, Colin Kaepernick, didn't appreciate the company using a flag from an era where slavery was still legal in the United States. Never mind, these flags were actually carried into battle by Union troops fighting to abolish slavery during the Civil War. But these corporate virtue signalers don't care about history, and they certainly don't care about slavery. After all, they have no problem paying pennies to third world laborers to make sneakers sold here in America as status symbols at obscene prices. Labor rights investigators have regularly listed Nike among the worst of the worst in operating Asian factories under draconian authorities and inhumane conditions. Of course, they aren't the only giant corporation using ethically questionable practices but they are the ones funding Kaepernick's anti-American crusade. He preaches against capitalism and so-called systemic racism here in the United States while pocketing millions of dollars off the backs of actual slave labor abroad. Is Kaepernick also an all-American hero by Nike's definition? 
The United States women's national team is widely associated with anti-American sentiment. And that's almost entirely because of the actions of Rupino. She's played for the U.S. national team since 2006. But in recent years, she refused to stand for the national anthem. Rupino claims she was taking a stand against President Donald Trump, sending an F.U. to his administration. But she actually started protesting the anthem in solidarity with Kaepernick in September 2016 before Trump was elected. Since then, U.S. soccer mandated the players stand and show respect for the country they represent. Still, Rupino insisted on making a statement, quote, I'll probably never put my hand over my heart, she told Yahoo Sports. I'll probably never sing the national anthem again. Sure, resistance culture is hip. Screaming against the establishment gains attention. Being edgy makes money. Both she and Kaepernick are perfect examples. Still, Rapino's insistence on making everything about her has tarnished the reputation of the United States women's national team, and it's unfair to her teammates, even if they have the grace not to say so. We are a nation of dissenters. We have the freedom to speak, and we certainly don't all agree. Rupino, just like all American citizens, has the right to criticize politicians and to advocate for whatever policies and causes she wants. That's fine. But when she takes the field with the stars and stripes on her jersey, Rapino represents all of us. Our national teams are a manifestation of America's exceptionalism on the world stage. That's why even the most casual of sports fans enjoy the Olympics and the World Cup. It's a sense of pride, a great unifier. But Megan Rapino is a great divider. Like it or not, though, she'll serve as a symbol of our nation one last time in the 2023 World Cup. But let's save the term all-American hero for someone who actually appreciates the privilege. I think this is a phenomenal column by Amber. And I think she really hits on both sides when she says Rapino, just like all American citizens, has the right to criticize politicians and to advocate for whatever policies and causes she wants. That's fine. But she makes the point like I did at the beginning of my podcast. Hey, you know what? When you take the field with the stars and stripes on New Jersey, you know, you represent everyone, all of us. And I've been turned off by Rapino. I have been turned off by the women's team. I look at things differently when you're in the Olympics and when you're representing the United States. And again, maybe I'm old fashioned. You know, I came from a background where, you know, my parents were not only alive during World War II, but worked during World War II. My father in the Pacific Theater on the Navy, uh, in the Navy uh, during World War II. I've chronicled the story as a 15-year-old was at the Polo Grounds on December 7, 1941, and three years later was on a naval ship off the coast of Okinawa. My dad didn't really like to talk about the war, but I remember talking to my aunt about this, who was older than my dad by just a few years and she stopped everything like most Americans. She went to work in a factory to make goods for our troops and that's what you did back then. That is a true definition of patriotism. That doesn't really exist today and I am bothered when I see an athlete playing for the United States of America 
and they don't want to do this and they don't want to stand and they don't they they they're talking about the anthem and being disrespectful because i personally find it to be very disrespectful and the things that rapino stands for well i don't and she is certainly entitled to preach whatever she wants on a free time but not to use the united states as a stage at a sporting event that turns me off but as i said you know phil mushnick has his view outkick has their view and then there is the other side of the coin I found this story from New York Magazine dated July 30th, 2021, and the title was Athletes Aren't the Ones Injecting Politics into These Olympics. And the author starts off, by the way, Will Leach, by writing, when Megan Rapino, a human being I admire so much that she sits in bobblehead form in the background of most of my Zoom calls, knocked home a penalty shot to defeat the Netherlands and advance the U.S. women's national soccer team to the medal round at the Tokyo Olympics on Friday morning. I cheered and pumped my fist and did all the things you're supposed to do when a team you were rooting for wins a game. It was an awesome sports moment. And then they, uh, or, or this individual goes down and writes... There may be no group of athletes that consistently gets under the skin of the conservative media complainers than the U.S. women's national team. The Daily Wire, which at least theoretically is a United States-based publication, gleefully mocked the U.S. team when they lost their first match of this tournament, noting that they were kneeling for BLM at Olympic opener, as if they lost because their knees were sore or something. All right. Then the uh, author goes on and says, it's not just limited to the United States women's national team, though they are the ones specifically, Rapino, who work up the most right wing bile. The New York Post, Phil Mushnick, wrote a column Thursday night that seemed to blast the USA women's basketball team for standing for the national anthem, claiming they were fabricating token pride. In the very same column, he said it was difficult to cheer for them. A Newsmax host was explicit about saying he was happy that the Team USA men's basketball team lost to France. A Newsmax host cheering for France that the collection of whiny, overpaid social justice warriors are very hard to root for, and then somebody ought to go up to them and just rip USA off their chest. And, of course, Simon Biles' withdrawal from the Olympics has been a fainting couch, bad faith pentathlon all to itself, with Charlie Kirk taking home the gold by calling Biles a sociopath. And these are supposed to be the patriotic ones, the ones cheering against the Americans. As many have pointed out, this is all performative, with the same commentators pushing their endless outrage war by incorporating whatever we all happen to be watching at that particular moment, in this case, the Olympics. Talks about Clay Travis, the sports huckster turned Limbaugh radio replacement, claimed two years ago to have founded a site, OutKick, explicitly because he wanted to stick to sports and that anyone who tried to bring politics into sports was destined for a financial failure. Now he's among those claiming that the U.S. women's national team lost their first game because they were kneeling for the national anthem. The same people who can't stop yammering about politics when the rest of us are just trying to watch the Olympics and root for our country's athletes are the ones who've been yelling at us for dragging politics into it. This is happening, too, during an Olympics that has so far been somewhat surprising, relatively apolitical. And then the story ends by saying, but now it's their critics who keep bringing up politics while the rest of us have just been enjoying these games and the other worldly athletic achievements within. 
it is almost as if none of this was, in fact, about on-field politics at all. So there are two sides to this. I, for one, disagree with that take. Again, I'm older. I'm 64. Maybe I have a different perspective than the younger generation, but I'm not watching the United States women's soccer team. I actually had a friend that was going crazy over it the other day because he's from Colorado and one of the players on the team went to his daughter's high school. And so there is the personal side to it. And I'm sure there are a lot of people like that, but I'm also sure there are a lot of people that are cheering on this team because they do represent the United States. They are the United States women's national team, but I don't stand for what they appear to represent in the match the other night, standing for the national anthem with only, what, four of them with their hand over their heart, only four singing the lyrics to the anthem while you look at the other team, Vietnam, everyone singing their anthem with great pride and patriotism. I don't know. Maybe I'm just too old-fashioned. I don't like what I see with Megan Rapino. I haven't liked what I've seen with Megan Rapino. I think it's absurd that she feels that transgender women should be allowed to participate in women's sports. Again, I think that comes down to common sense. I've been very vocal about this. I'm fine. Stick up for what you believe in. Okay, that's what this country has been founded on. You know, protest. Do all of those things. Voice your opinion. But don't voice it at your workplace. That's why I didn't like what Colin Kaepernick did. Colin Kaepernick, if he wants to stand up for something, do it on your own time. Don't do it at work. Don't do it on the National Football League field. You could have had a press conference outside of the stadium and every single member of the media would have showed up for it. You could have handled it that way. Again, what would happen if everyone were allowed to protest at work? What would happen if you walked into your corporation tomorrow morning and you all decided to voice your political opinions, your social opinions. What happens if you decided to not go and abide by the dress code and you wanted to wear a t-shirt that voiced your political affiliation or your social beliefs? Would that be allowed? No. You'd be given a warning first and then you would be terminated. Again, I don't like these types of statements being made at the workplace have not been a fan of it will never be a fan of it and it bothers me when you are playing for the united states of america and you appear to be unpatriotic again maybe i have a different viewpoint because my parents lived through world war ii and i know there are many of you listening that fought in other wars or lost those in the vietnam war or in the war in the Middle East or what have you, in Iraq and Afghanistan and other wars. I understand that, okay? I'm not saying that, you know, your service doesn't matter and your life doesn't matter, and that's not what I'm saying. I'm saying I lived through my parents and was taught about patriotism and how everyone during World War II stopped what they were doing so that it would benefit the United States of America, Okay, that's what I learned growing up. Okay, it wasn't necessarily instilled in me. As I got older, I asked my father and my uh, mother, 
and my aunt about that, okay? They didn't really talk about the war. It wasn't something that was discussed at the dinner table or in passing. My dad is anti-war. My dad protested later in life at anti-war gatherings in New York on a regular basis, okay? He left his work, all right, as an insurance broker and went out onto the streets and protested against wars. That's fine. That's what this country is founded on. He didn't talk about being in World War II on a naval ship off of Okinawa until I started asking questions. And even then, it was not something that he would elaborate on too much. But my aunt talked about how everyone, okay, worked in factories or whatever you could do to make sure that you were representing the country and that the country would succeed in the war. True patriotism, okay? I don't see patriotism when I watch the United States women's national team. And I'm bothered by that, okay? I don't lose sleep over it, but I'm bothered by that to a point where I'm not watching. Now, I don't want to be a hypocrite here. There are many football players and basketball players that stand for the national anthem that, you know, aren't looking at the flag, look disgusted, you know, look like they're unpatriotic too, okay? But they're not representing the United States of America. They're representing their teams on the National Football League. I don't like it, okay? But I would be coming down on them a hell of a lot harder if they were playing for, let's say, football in the Olympics, which doesn't exist. I'm just trying to make an example, all right? I don't care for it. I don't like it. This all, to me, comes down to everyone is free to make their choice. Am I bothered by those that are rooting for this team to lose? I wouldn't say I'm bothered by it, but I don't appreciate it, all right? I'm not rooting for the United States to lose. I'm just not rooting for them to win. If they win, fine, you know? I'll I'll say, hey, congratulations. And if they lose, then they lose. I'm not going to lose sleep over it. But this is now political, and I think it's political based on the actions of the players on the United States women's national team, and I believe that is extremely unfortunate because when things get political, people seemingly take sides, and a lot of it is based on their agenda. My decision as it relates to this team is not based on an agenda. I don't have an agenda. Just based on my opinion and what I want when I watch a team representing the United States of America. Let's now get to the CrowdUltra Q&A. Just go to CrowdUltra.com and maybe I'll answer your question on my next podcast. We start with Rob. Do you agree with Draymond Green that less than 60% of the NBA has basketball IQ? Less than 60%? Yeah, I think the number's fairly significant. I, I, You know, Draymond would know better than I would. Uh, I do think that there's an alarming trend, and it's becoming more and more uh, apparent that the players that are playing at the highest level in the world don't have the basketball IQ that you would think. So I'll answer the question that way. Luke asks, is this NFL agent right that for a running back to get paid well, they either need to be so good in the passing game that they're not really a running back or so good that an entire offense is built around them. Yeah, I can't really disagree with that. It de- 
it, you know, it really depends on how you define getting paid. I also think, Luke, it depends on who the quarterback is. You know, if you've got one of the quarterbacks that's taking, you know, these 40-plus million-dollar contracts annually, well, there's less money to go around. So I think it's different for each uh, individual squad, squad. But, yeah, I, 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 but look at Josh Jacobs, right, of the Raiders. I mean, could you imagine their offense last year without him? So, again, I think a lot depends on who the quarterback is. Ben wants to know, will the recent remarks from star running backs cause any change to running back contracts? No. It, it, the system is the system. Yeah, the system is unfair if you're a running back, but the collective bargaining agreement is not going to be renegotiated until the end of the decade. Nothing's going to change. All these guys that are complaining aren't going to be in the league by then. Their careers will be over. I mean, it's the system. And it's not that the teams don't value them and don't want them. It's just the way it is. It's unfortunate. But they're the ones that, comparatively speaking, are underpaid. Ross wants to know, would have I have voted to reelect Rob Manford? No, I would not. I think he's a horrible commissioner. Jake wants to know, did I watch Messi play? Did not, but watch the highlights. Christian wants to know, which MLB teams in a playoff picture should target pitchers before the deadline? Christian, I think if you are a team that you feel can win, and you have a legitimate chance of winning it all, go out and get yourself an arm. Absolutely. Tony wants to know, would you like to see Rudy Gay rejoin the Kings? I'm a big Rudy fan, but I don't really see a place for him on this team. But I, I, I love Rudy. like him as a player and as a person. Joe wants to know, does the Giants signing James Robinson point to Saquon Barkley not playing? No. It points to them needing an insurance policy if Saquon doesn't play. All right. I believe he will play and I believe he will not hold out for that long. That's my take. Just go to crowdultra.com and maybe I'll answer your question on my next podcast. It's time for Grant's Rant. Today's rant is brought to you by Bennett's Restaurants and I have an opportunity for you to attend the soft opening and get a private tour of the restaurant. All you need to do is click on the link on the description page and you will have a chance to be the first to be at their new location at the Blue Oaks Town Center in Rockland. All right, again, just click the link on the description of this podcast and maybe you will be the first to be at this great new restaurant. That's Bennett's Restaurants. Go to Bennett'sRestaurants.com for more information. Well, another player will not be on the football field this year due to gambling allegations. All right, Iomoa Yuzuruki has been suspended indefinitely because he violated the NFL's policy on gambling. All right? How about that? That was an announcement that came yesterday. By the way, I apologize for botching up his name. All right? I, I won't even try to say it again. Yuazurike. That's that's his name. Yuazurike. All right? Yuazurike. 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 Uh, bet on NFL games during last season. And so a fourth-round pick played in eight games last year is suspended indefinitely. I, 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 how many other players? That makes 10 this year. 10 that are now suspended for violating the gambling policy. 10. Who's next? If you remember, last year, Calvin Ridley of the Falcons was suspended for all of the ensuing season because he violated the policy. Again, 
The policy prohibits players from betting on the NFL, gambling at a team's facility, including the hotel during road trips, and you can't have other people make bets for you. All right? You can't enter a sportsbook facility, and you can't even play daily fantasy football. There you have it. Who's next? You know somebody is going to be next. And those that did bet, you know they are shaking in their boots. Memo to all professional athletes. Don't gamble, period. If you don't gamble, you have nothing to worry about. And that's my rant for today. That's my podcast for today. Thank you so much for joining us right here on If You Don't Like That with Grant Napier. So long, everybody. With lucky landslots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to... Has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry, sorry, we're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. No, Lucky Land Casino, with cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. With Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details.